This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us here on this morning on WKOK Sunrise. If you could see what I see, you see Rob Center, a fabulous producer, working hard, keeping up, announcing the cancellations and delays and making sure everybody's up to date. We just added some more school district announcements, so check out Winternet at WKOK.com or on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. On the news line with us now, Allison Hess is here, Vice President of Health Services at Geisinger. Good morning, Allison. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. We want to talk about what is happening at the big G, as we say, as uh, casual (laughs) observers. Uh, Must have been quite a a ramp up to make sure that the uh, vaccines could go out in a timely fashion. Uh, First of all, there's a million patients who can say that uh, I'm a Geisinger uh, patient or have been to Geisinger for for many services. So tell us uh, how many people have gotten the vaccination so far? Yeah, so as of yesterday, uh, we've provided over 40,000 vaccinations through Geisinger, um, and we are tracking to do about 20,000 a week uh, with the ramp-up that we just put in place. Wow, fantastic. And so far, so good on the supply that is adequate? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it is obviously always dependent upon the supply, and our vaccine supply comes from the Department of Health. And we began receiving vaccine uh, December 14th. And really, every week we work closely with the state to understand what the quantities are, what we can expect, um, and what additional supply we'll get. So it is always dependent upon the supply available, but right now that's what we're planning. I've seen the grid that allows individuals to schedule. So so apparently there's a little bit of faith involved here that uh, the state and the feds will come through with uh, uh, vaccines that you anticipate you'll be able to uh, put in people's arms. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly um, what our hope is. We have communication daily with the state um, to stay connected. Again, this whole process has been very fluid, uh, as as many of us are aware, working through it over the last uh, couple months. Um, certainly things can change, but at this point, uh, we're, we're tracking with that. And you already, did you happen to ha- already have on hand some of these freezers that need to keep the Pfizer vaccine super cold? Yeah, we were fortunate. We did have um, the equipment on hand and were able to receive some of those early shipments of Pfizer. Geisinger is a big part of the Susquehanna River Heartland Coalition for Environmental Studies, and we often met at the Hood Center, and they would tell us about the work they were doing. Did the Hood Center have one or more of these freezers that's involved for the research they do there? Yeah, we have them at a couple places across the organization. Um, Initially, we, uh, well, we received vaccine. We did receive them in Danville. Uh, We also received them in Lewistown, and we received them at one of our facilities in the Northeast as well. Well, I keep some frozen dinners in our freezer here at work. <laughs> what else is in this freezer, if, if you happen to know what else is already there? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really designed for medication storage, so it's not, um, it's not something that doubles for anybody's lunch, for sure. Um, but we do have uh, medication storage in there. It's not something that we have a large supply of, but we were fortunate that we had enough um, to be able to, to meet the needs of that initial shipment. 
I want to give our audience uh, just a quick tip here. We are just talking about the logistics of distributing vaccines here. We're not, not doing any medical conversations uh, as it relates to this. So if you're wondering how long will your inoculation last or something like that, uh, Allison may know that, but we're not asking her to wear that, that particular hat today. We'll give our audience some sort of a glimpse of what happened when uh, you said to all of your colleagues, hey, guess what? We're going to be distributing uh, a million vaccines in the uh, weeks and months ahead. Yeah, so there's a lot of planning that went into this, and I'm sure you've heard about the logistics and some of the challenges with this particular vaccine. Um, we've done flu shot vaccinations in the communities for the last 20 years. Um, that's a relatively straightforward process. The vaccine doesn't require a, a lot of additional handling, um, doesn't have a lot of nuance, and uh, you can pretty much put it in a cooler and head out and vaccinate people, um, and it's one dose, which makes things really pretty straightforward. Um, with the COVID vaccine, there's a lot of nuances, things that people don't realize, like when you open the freezer door, um, you can't open it for another two hours after you close it. When you puncture a vial, you have to draw um, what's up in there, and you only have six hours to use that vaccine once it's drawn up into that syringe, and that really needs to be done in a sterile environment. Um, there's six doses per vial of Pfizer, so everything that we schedule has to be in sets of six. And, and so, you know, a lot of those nuances, in addition to making sure we had first and second dose um, appointments and just the scheduling of that really was dependent upon a lot of hands working on this over the last couple months uh, and really trying to prepare to get us to where we are today and that meant building some infrastructure from staffing to technology building infrastructure so if you've seen our uh, Pittston or Danville locations it really transformed Geisinger office buildings that once housed work from home employees into vaccination centers, um, and that's all they do. So taking down walls and putting up walls and trying to get those ready, um, that's really been our focus over the last couple weeks. All right, so that describes a little bit about what's happening in terms of the fluid that is the vaccine. Tell us about this electronic trail that precedes and, and follows the distribution. Yeah, so, you know, there's reporting that's required by the state from an inventory documentation standpoint. We also want to make sure that we're documenting appropriately in a medical record if there's any type of adverse reaction. We have everything set up to be able to document that as well. And even just the scheduling of this. I mean, this is just a really unique type of approach that we're taking here um, with needing to schedule the second doses and making sure that the pharmacy has visibility to the inventory that's needed. All of those pieces kind of come into play. And so we work closely with our innovation team as well as our um, EPIC and medical record group, um, our patient contact center, which is staffed up to over 300 people uh, to try and handle the volume of calls. Um, to put in perspective, we had uh, prior to the vaccine uh, distribution plan going live, our highest call volume was about 13,000 a day. Um, and this, the first day that we released this, uh, we were over 40,000. So, you know, a lot of infrastructure had to go into place to be able to continue to support this. Now, some people are able to make the appointment online. Others can do it telephonically? Yeah, they can. Now, online, certainly, 
gives you the quickest response. If you can, if you have a medical record number, you can go in online and you can look for available appointments. And we do encourage people to check frequently because many times there are folks that are canceling out of appointments either because they got it somewhere else sooner or you know there's there's some other reason um, that they needed to cancel. So there may be some that pop up. I will tell you they're taken pretty quickly when that happens, so checking back regularly. But, yeah, they can go in, schedule online, and if they don't have um, a medical record number, if they haven't been a Geisinger patient, that's okay. They can call in. We can get them set up with whatever they need so that then they can go in and schedule as well. So once they have that appointment, they should, uh, if they so choose, they could go back and see if there's any earlier appointments occasionally? Um, well, we don't really recommend that because okay. you have to cancel your existing appointment in order to book a, a new appointment. And so the appointments that I'm referencing are if somebody maybe hasn't been able to schedule yet, but they want to go in and keep checking back, there may be something that pops up and they're just in there at the right time and can schedule that cancellation. But if you already have something scheduled, we'd encourage you to keep that appointment because if you cancel that, and then go back in and your, that new appointment isn't available anymore because they do go quickly, then you'll be left without an appointment. So yeah. And you'll be farther farther out. Which you'll be you, further out, yeah. I may not wish to. Well, I was lucky enough yesterday to work with both of my parents to call in, and at every point in the telephone call, uh, the uh, outgoing message indicated my Geisinger may be a way to go here. But we have several had several nuances to work through, and uh, a, a woman named Tanya, just a super helpful just just doesn't know the word no really walked us through it and got two appointments close together within a month so we're we got that uh, accomplished so that was uh, really really helpful yeah just really just a good feeling from it really to know that uh, the help was there uh, when the time comes there's uh, sort of some disclaimers that get issued bef- while you're still talking uh, to her and and then in the future when the time comes to get the shot what are sort of the disclaimers and precautions and the things that uh, are, are part of this conversation. Yeah, so there's a couple things. I mean, the first part of this process is certainly making sure that we can verify that everybody is in the 1A category, because I'm sure you're aware that the state made the adjustment to 1A um, last week, and so when you enter either online or when you talk to somebody on the phone, they'll go through that criteria to make sure, first of all, that you, you qualify for the current phase that we're in. And then they'll ask some additional questions, like did you have another vaccine in the last 14 days? Um, There's a couple things that if you've had COVID recently, um, those are some of the types of questions. And there's all kinds of situations that arise after people book the vaccine. And so they'll often call back in and we have a great team of infectious disease docs who we can reach out to, as well as our pharmacists who are really well versed in the the vaccine questions. And so if anybody has any questions, um, we can certainly work with them to get them addressed. And you have made sure that uh, throughout this process, uh, initially, early on, Geisinger employees, especially the patient uh, uh, individual, people who deal with patients and the frontline individuals got their vaccinations. But at the same time, uh, you did some outreach to the local EMS and fire companies. We saw some police officers were able to get, just to describe briefly that there was, it wasn't just, hey, let's get our shots while we have it in the building. There was a lot of outreach involved too. 
Yeah, so when we first received our first shipment of vaccine, it was the directive from the state initially, focus on your employees and your frontline workers. But our employees and frontline workers, and we have lots of people who come into our hospital and provide services and provide care, and that includes our local EMS. It includes um, other uh, healthcare providers in the community that aren't necessarily Geisner providers, but um, offer services within our hospital. So we had, from the beginning, been providing our, some of our vaccine to our non-Geisinger um, friends that are supporting ours in those uh, in those situations, whether they're EMS or, or uh, police, whoever whoever was available um, at the time and met the criteria at that time for 1A. Um, we certainly opened that up. So when the state mandated the 10%, uh, we were actually above that. Um, and today, you know, we're, I think we're over probably 30, 35% of our vaccine has gone external. And that number will just continue to grow as our employees have been, um, have been vaccinated. And we vaccinated to date about 65% of our employee population. Wow, and uh, Dr. Rue said Friday that it's already starting to show that there seems to be less uh, illness associated with that among employees. So that's, that was great news to hear as part of his briefing. Anything else important you'd like to pass on that our audience would hear that you'd like to tell us, Allison? No, you know, we just really appreciate everyone's patience. This process certainly um, is unlike anything else we've ever experienced. And I know we're coming into a year here of dealing with a pandemic and frustrations are high and patience is thin. And so, you know, we just really appreciate the support from the community and their continued patience as we work tirelessly behind the scenes to try and, and figure out how we can continue to get more vaccine into arms because that's really our goal is to try and get this out um, as quickly as we can uh, and efficiently as we can to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Well, you've been to the Hughes Center and the Hood Center, and you see this unfolding and folks going in and out and getting their vaccine. What's your feeling when you see folks going in and out and getting the vaccine? You know, it's, it's, been, a long, it's been a long year. I mean, our staff has worked really hard. Healthcare workers um, have been certainly at the forefront of this pandemic. And so it, it's actually, uh, it's been incredibly rewarding. Um, we're feeling the, the change of the tide here. We feel like we're finally starting to get the upper hand on this pandemic. Um, and so I think there's a renewed sense of just hope. And, um, you know, we're, we're really excited about being able to continue to provide this. Well, hard-fought help, hope. So thank you so much for your doing. Allison, thank you for your service. I know you're one of the tireless people up there that just keeps working on this and through the weekend and into the evening. So thank you for all your help to make this happen. Absolutely. Glad to be a part of it. And, and it's a, a long list of individuals who are following that same schedule, but it, it really is something that the teams are passionate about and we're excited about the opportunity. Thank you. Allison Hess, thank you for calling in. Allison Hess, Vice President of Health Services, Geisinger, really talking about the logistical aspects of the vaccine, making sure that uh, as many arms get jabbed as uh, necessary to get uh, this vaccine out.